Streaming now on HBO Max. From executive producer Bill Simmons comes the all new document documentary. Hold on. What the fuck is that? Documentary. Is that documentaries? Yeah. Okay, my bad. Okay, let me start. Okay. Streaming now on HBO Max. From executive producer Bill Simmons comes the all new documentaries DMX, Don't Try to Understand, and Juice World Into the Abyss, part of the HBO Music Box documentary series. Take a glimpse into the lives of two of hip-hop's iconic acts with unfeathered access into their lives of making music and their battle with their inner demons. DMX, Don't Try to Understand, and Juice World Into the Abyss are streaming now on HBO Max. Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. HQ up in this bitch. Yes, sir. You said we back with another episode. And first of all, we want to apologize for being away for, what, a week or so? Yeah. week or two, something along those lines. Yep. You know, shit's getting kind of crazy, as I'm sure you all know, with this COVID shit. We wanted to be on the safe side uh, and just make sure that my co-host was good and everything. So, yes, you know, along with other life events happening, yep. again, like I've been telling y'all this whole time, the boy graduated. Yes, so one more time, we just took a victory, a victory shot with my man, virtual victory shot. Yes, sir. So definitely, if you are listening and you are drinking for whatever reason, please, please take a shot for me at this very moment. Yes. Right here, all right. Salute. Yes, sir. Salute. So we yep, you already know what it is, man. But thank y'all for tuning in again. Definitely. Again, we apologize for being away for so long. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to have this review about a week or two ago, but here we are, man. Uh, and this is a, a album that me and you both talked about wanting to listen to for a long time before we actually even decided to to review it for this joint. That is very true. Just because the first one hit so hard, uh, was, what we're doing today was we're doing Nas, King's Disease 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, King's Disease 1 was a great album. And honestly, I feel like it's kind of hard to judge uh, artists like Nas because we already know what to expect from Nas and we get pretty consistent shit from Nas. <coughs> so it's just like, I always feel like I love I love doing these type of albums, but at the same time, yeah. it's just like I kind of know that I'm not going to be let down. So like, I don't want to say that that's a letdown in itself because I don't have really, you know, I don't I don't feel like I have much critique on on a lot of things just because I kind of like you know this Nas is someone we grew up with like we've been listening to this nigga's music since at least middle school you know what I'm saying? So, sure. So like, it's it's, now, it's a different way like it's like something we're excited to listen to, but at the same time, it's I feel like it's hard to critique when it's like one of your faves. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, as much as I obviously know that Nas is a, you know, a great, and he's acknowledged as such throughout, you know, most people in in, in the hip hop community. But I, I don't know if you remember me telling you, but my first time listening to, <coughs> excuse me, a, a Nas project all the way through was when we reviewed uh, Illmatic. Oh yeah, uh, for that the is giant. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I've never really been somebody who's been a huge fan of Nas. Obviously, I respect him. I feel like he obviously is one of the, you know, head figures of hip-hop, I would say, at least, you know, to to, to, the, to the figures that, you know, mainstream media knows. Like, when people want to talk about, you know, top rappers, they'll bring up Biggie, uh, Tupac, Nas, Jay-Z. Like, he's he's definitely in, in that category. But for me personally, for one reason or another, I just never really 
you know, got into his music like that. But I will say that everything that we've reviewed up until this point, including this album, really is fucking is vicious. Specifically this album to me. Because I think this album is really, really good. For those of y'all that, you know, haven't heard this joint. And, you know, we'll definitely get way deeper into that. But, yeah, I really like this joint a lot. The lyrical, I always expect from Nas. I always expect Nas to come hard when it comes to the lyrical. I, you know, again, this is a guy that I've grown up listening to. Whether you're like a big fan of his or not, like you got to know that Nas just has bars. That's what it is. Sure. And he's going to give you bars every time. What mm. was really phenomenal on this one, as well as King's Disease One, was the fucking production. And Ooh. was it was Hit Boy all the way through again, wasn't it? Yep, yep, yep. Man, for sure. these sure. two know how to make music. Hey. And I will say, like, I'm not, I wasn't always cool with everybody featured on the album. But they they made it work. Like they made it really yeah. really work. So I was just like, all right, you know, even even the le- the least performance, I will say that was the features on the album. It wasn't a bad performance, but uh, like opposed to what was above it on there, like you know the other features, it was yeah. just one of the lesser ones. But it doesn't mean that that song was bad and that their part was bad on it. I feel like I'm trying to really over explain this. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to Smack City. <laughs> you know, exactly. Just so y'all know, like I said, we took a couple, sh- we took a shot and a, and a couple of bond hits before this, so y'all already know what time a, it it's, is. It's a celebration, bitches. It's a celebration, bitches. <laughs> but regardless, no, I, I agree one hundred percent. Um, I think the, I guess the blotch on Nas's career, if you want to call it that, has always been his selection of beats. Everybody, mm-hmm. that's like it's almost become a meme to bring yeah. up Nas's selection of beats. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, I feel like any kind of, you know, argument regarding that with not only this joint, but the one before this, it just throws that right out the window. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and I think this just this just shows how great of an album it is, because like you said, everybody knows what to expect with Nas. You're going to get, you know, good lyricism, good bars, good flows, all that shit. But again, now, you know, you're also going to get some fire ass beats on that joint. And I think, like I said, this one is without exception to that because this one is fire exactly well with all of that said why don't we just go ahead and jump into this jump mm-hmm. let's do it all right starting with uh track number one called the pressure uh i honestly this beat the beat took me back it sounds very like latish 90s earlyish 2000s uh yeah. the way nas switches up his rhyme style during this especially in the first verse man that joint was crazy. Like, I didn't expect him to just go out the gate swinging like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, always extremely lyrical, hood politics. Um, and the beat changes about a minute before the end of the track to a nice and slow joint, and that joint still hits. It's not often that motherfuckers can start off with a nice up-tempo joint, then switch to something that's, like, completely low-key and really be able to, like, you know, to track on it um, like they were the the faster one. So, uh, like... Again, that just proves again Nas's skill as an MC. No, I agree one hundred percent. I feel like the uh, it was a really good intro track. Um, everything from the the hook repeating the the uh, got sent across the bedline from uh, from you know previous. I, I can't think of what song that's on, but I'm um, pretty sure it's from from the actual Godson song. I think or no, what song is that? What song is that? No, 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 got sent across the bed. Oh, that, that's from. <laughs> That's from Gossin Across the Belly. I thought you lost, uh, what the fuck? Uh, the diss to Jay-Z. What the fuck is that called? Oh, Ether. Yeah, so that's from yep, Ether. there you go. But um, yeah, so you know, obviously, you know, Ether is arguably one of Nas's biggest songs. Yes. So I feel like, you know, putting that line right there, you know, it's kind of, 
works with, 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 you know, nostalgia a bit or whatever, and it kind of works there very well. And I thought it was a good joint to start the joint. Like you said, the beat is very, you know, lax and kind of chill. Um, and, and I thought it worked well to, to start the joint off, um, especially with how good he was rapping on the joint. So I thought this was a good opening track for sure. As me, me too. So let's go on to uh, number two, which is Death Row East, which I would say is probably one of the more uh, like storytelling-esque type of joints on this joint that I feel like is very well done because yes. I didn't even... I didn't even know about this shit. Like I had never heard about this, um, and I don't know. If, I don't know if this was a a known story or not um, before this song. It may have been known. Maybe I I didn't know about it, which is why again, I, like you, I was just caught completely by surprise by this joint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously, you know, he pretty much references um, him being part of the whole uh, East Coast West Coast beef. And him uh, flying out to Vegas, I think is what he said, mm -hmm. to try to, to try to you know uh, fix things up with Pac, but that that was the night that he got killed. Yep. So and, and again, it's just kind of crazy, and you know, life is kind of crazy. So I would believe some shit like this happened, and, but it's just crazy if this is you know exactly how it went down. So, but again, I think Nas handled this joint viciously with a vicious beat, uh, very high pace kind of high energy kind of beat um but he delivers the story viciously throughout the whole joint and um yeah i think he does what nas does best and that's storytelling i agree definitely one of nas's most impressive features is his ability to paint a picture and tell a story again living through that era i don't remember hearing about him even wanting to go talk to like you know to Pac and try and smooth things over like that i mean i could see him doing that at just as as himself but i mean like it's it's just like it's like listening to drink champs at least when drink champs first started like you hear all these old stories uh from right. all these famous hip-hop artists that you may have heard a little bit about before but you never really got anything about because you know niggas wasn't saying anything out out loud all you got was like maybe oh i think this may have happened blah blah blah, blah from like a third party but it's just Especially like because the internet wasn't out exactly so there's just a whole bunch of shit that you learn we're learning now that we just that i think no one ever really knew or at least not many people ever knew from back in the day and i mean honestly not only does it make for good songs but it just it makes for good hip-hop history like it's adding to hip-hop history yeah. i feel like every year we have someone some older cat in hip-hop like just divulge something that we're just like oh shit why haven't we heard this before and you know in a world I guess in the world of technology or whatever right now where we have so much instant access to so much shit yeah it's so vicious when we find out about shit that we didn't know about you know what i mean like that for us somehow niggas kept under under you know under curtains or whatever and and they, they kept that shit private mm -hmm. you know because nowadays there's almost nothing that's private like there's so much information out there that it's almost hard to keep anything private so when something like this comes out yeah it's, it's, it's a cool thing exactly for sure. i think it's, it's a really well done track again i love honestly yeah. it's one of my favorite things about hip-hop is just sitting back and listening to the story and picturing the whole thing going down so for of sure. course big ups to to nas uh for his abilities right here on this track for sure i agree uh next uh, number three is 40 side um i really do think that the beat to this rocks I, honestly, I think really a lot of hip hop songs, if they're with an artist you know is gonna go off on it lyrically, like the song is gonna bang if it's got church bells on it. Dog. Like, yeah, that's just what it is. For sure, for sure, <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact, and I, I feel like this joint is no different. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, I will say I was surprised that Nas could, um, you know, I guess because this is a pretty modern sounding beat. I feel mm -hmm. like, and, and, like it's not in, I guess, in Nas's uh, wheelhouse 
you know what I mean, to, to kind of use these kind of joints. But yeah. um, I feel like he did his thing on the joint for, oh, sure. for sure. Um, one thing that I, that I kind of heard, I don't know if you heard it, but I f- it sounded like at first, like Future was the one doing the ad libs. Yes, uh, yes, I exactly sounds like Future's doing all the fucking ad libs on this joint, and I'm expecting a verse or something yeah. to pop up just so I can verify it. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, it definitely sounds like fucking Future. Yeah, but yeah, that, I mean that's that's what I thought the joint the moment that I heard that joint, and yeah, it just it just kind of I don't know it it it, it reeled me in because I felt like okay Nas is he's trying this but he's also I guess keeping the same format that works on these kind of beats which is kind of like the little ad libs in the background and shit like that, and and I don't know if that was just him trying to like kind of like imitate it or whatever but I feel like whatever he did it definitely worked on his joint. And, it was definitely dope. Definitely, and one of the one of the most vicious things about this song is that he can he switches back and forth between a really really accelerated fast flow and then goes back down to a normal jump, and the transition between the two of them is so seamless. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people can't do when it comes to rapping. Like you start out rapping real fast, and then you just go back down to like a regular pace, and you start up fast as fuck again, like out out the blue, like. The transitioning between his abilities, I mean, between his styles, it's just flawless. It lets you know, again, the caliber of the rapper that you're listening to. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah, I agree. All right, so let's go on to number four, which is uh, EPMD uh, 2, featuring EPMD and Eminem. Now, I'm not really sure who EPMD is. Is, is They're a hip-hop group from the 80s, early 90s. Okay. Okay, that explains, I guess, the beat. I feel selection because this one was definitely boom bop, bastic, yeah. very heavy on the astic sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and nonetheless, I feel like everybody killed it um, to an extent. Obviously, we hate Eminem on the show, so I'm gonna <laughs> hate on his, on his verse a little bit because you know here's you know a problem what? that I... salute to that <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Cheers. <laughs> Oh man. Whew. Mm. Ah man. Hey. Ah. Shout out to Jay-Z for that do say, man. Let me just say that. <laughs> and shout out to the Irish for the Jameson. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. But but back to what we were saying. We hate Eminem on the show. So <laughs> that verse, you know, this is what pisses me off about Eminem, right? That mm-hmm. this is <clears throat> excuse me, obviously not his song. And I feel like he always tries to have these super long, unnecessarily long verses. For no fucking reason, dog. And it's not his song. And it just kind of, I don't know. I have a problem with that, dog. Okay, I'm I'm glad you're the one that said it first. Because I'm always feeling like I'm the one that hates the most on everybody. So I yeah. feel like niggas are like, oh, they, here go this nigga again. Just hating on niggas <coughs> no. and shit. But no, no, no. no, I agree with you. I mean, it's not a bad verse. But again, he did too much in the verse. As it's like, he's trying to show us how much skill he has. And it's yeah. like, nigga, we know. You don't have to prove it on every fucking song that you're featured on. Like, Yo, that's just what that, it is. You know what's funny? That's kind of what Eminem has turned to is him. keep He keeps trying to remind us of how skillful he, I guess he is, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's like, bro, we know this. You don't have to, you don't have to keep showing us this shit every fucking time. It's like, bro, you're doing too much. Yeah, you're doing too much, dog. Like, we know that you could do this shit, bro. You don't have to do this shit. On a song about love, bro. Exactly. Like, you know, again, you can... it's a good verse. It's very good verse. Yeah, it is. It is. But he's just doing a lot, and I mean, 
he he does i'll give him i'll give him the whole changing up the flow and everything because his his flow change up on this joint is ridiculous yeah, but is, also it it's kind of like at one point when the beat changed it was like it felt like the beat and the in the ver in the in the rhymes going to the beat just weren't jiving together very well which made it yeah. set off from whatever that style of i don't want to say it's staccato or whatever that he was rapping on that point it just it just didn't sound right and then he kind of picked it back up before the before the verse ended but I, that's the one part i just didn't like was when that beat changed and he tried to do all that little extra random shit like i nah, i was cool without that Nah, I, I agree. And again, that's when it became too much. I mm -hmm. feel, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And, and there's always a cutoff point, and that was it right there for me. When that little, you know, fake, uh, 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 I was like, all right, dog, I'm going on to the next. Especially when I saw how much time there was left on the song, I was like, okay, there's only like 30 seconds left, so it must be just him for the rest of this shit. And sure, sure enough, that's what it was. So I was like, <laughs> let me go on to the next shit. Basically, like that's that's what it was. Nothing, right. nothing really more else to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> Hatred over. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, number five is called Rare. Um, I do like the beat of this. It's cool. It's not my favorite beat on the album. I will give it that. But again, Nas's flow and his lyrical ability on this joint oh, yeah. makes you stick around for the song and makes you respect it. Uh, I love that they use the Bravehearts chant in the back for the chorus, at, mm. as even though there was not much of a chorus but that. Um, the beat change up a little more than halfway through. I liked uh, I liked that second beat a little more than the first beat that they had. Yeah. And uh, the third time it changed, uh, it did turn. Uh, sorry, it did change a third time before the end of the song. Uh, but it's a strong song overall. The lyrics, like I get, like I said, make up for the fact that I don't really like the beat at the beginning. Uh, but again, just it's Nas, dog. <laughs> Nah, I, I mean, I'm going to agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I do feel like the beat, I, I like it, and I feel like it was a little too simple at the same time. Mm -hmm. I feel a little, a little repetitive to, to a certain extent. I can see that. But I, overall, I actually really liked it. I think his, um, his just like you said, his lyrical ability on the joint was vicious. His message on the joint, though, you know, I'm a rant for him. That joint was fucking vicious. Um, and again, the beat switch was tight. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it was an effective B switch. It wasn't just one of them, you know, middle of the song for no reason B switches, but yeah. it definitely worked. Uh, he killed the joint on that joint, and I do agree that B was better. But um, yeah, I mean, just like what you said, overall, I think it's a good song. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he just keeps it going with that joint. But um, let's go on to number six, which is YKTV. Uh, you know the vibes, and that's featuring a boogie. Now, see, I feel stupid because I was trying to figure out what the fuck that meant the whole I, time. I knew, I knew your old ass was. That's a fact. If if I knew one thing before I started listening to this joint was that you was gonna have a hard time deciphering that. Wow, and it's so fucking simple. Like it's, it really is. YKTV. <sighs> now you understand the song a little better. YKTV. Yeah. So. So pretty much this joint is Nas attempting, you know, the young lingo, mm -hmm. you know, because I know niggas wasn't saying that back in, <laughs> in the 90s. Hell no. So, so so I feel like this was a good, it was a good attempt at it. Though. I, th I think uh, he let, you know, A Boogie do his thing on this joint. And this was an A Boogie type of sound and beat, in my opinion. You know, I feel like this is definitely a more like out there type of beat for Nas from what I've heard from him. But I think he did a good job on this joint. And overall... I, I thought it was all right. No, I agree with you. I like the song a lot. Um, I, I will be um, a little candid after the whole um, 
um, Young Dolph losing his life stuff and talking to different people about Young Dolph and all the stuff that was going on in, in, in Memphis. I've developed, uh. a, I don't want to say a dislike but a, like a a disrespect, I guess, for YG. So I was not ex- I was not oh, yeah. ex- not excited to hear his verse on this joint, and it was just all pure pettiness, just from like listening to what other people were saying. So, hold um, on, are, are you talking? Hold on, uh, YG for for what? Uh, isn't he? For, am I thinking the wrong person? No, you're thinking about you talking about you talking about the um the Draco. No, uh, he's YG's from Memphis, right? Nah, no, he's not. <laughs> I thought he was. No, like nah, okay, bro. let me let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm getting niggas confused. It's yes. who is it? Who am I thinking? thinking oh, of, it's thinking Yo Gotti. There you go. That's why YG, YG. Yo Gotti. <laughs> That's why. Okay. Now see, I I understand why I fucked that up. Yeah, for sure. That <laughs> niggas is, is in Smack City. Nigga. So I'm thinking of Yo Gotti, not YG. So let me go ahead and I have to I have to go back and listen to this with fresh ears now. <laughs> yeah, please. But I did please. like Boogie's verse on here. Uh, it's just so stylistically different from Nas's verse. It threw me off the very first time I heard it. So like I was just like, whoa, shit, wait a minute, like that was nothing like what I just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, it threw me off for a minute, but I do like it. It's just, it's not a bad verse at all. And then I do like YG's verse. I did say uh, he, he. The only thing I really said about it was I feel like he had less energy on his verse than Nas and A Boogie did on their verses, and that was really yeah. all I had to say about it. I didn't. I you know. But again, no disrespect. No disrespect to anybody who's you know if you're part of their. I don't know what the fuck they call them in there, the, the beehives or the, the the navies or whatever for those artists, <laughs> if they the exist. Whole, the bloods, you mean? <laughs> let me shut up. Yeah, before. we don't, don't want to upset the bloods. <laughs> All right, let me sit over here in my corner and just shut the fuck up for a while. All right, let's go on to. I'm gonna take a take up for this one. Let's go on to number seven, store run. And again, this is another one of those storytelling joints. I feel like this beat. This definitely feels like a Nas-esque type of beat. Yes. It feels with the sample in the background kind of going over the joint. It just feels like somebody about to tell you a vicious ass story over bars, over wax on this joint. Yes. And that's what he does on this joint. I thought it was a really dope joint. Pretty much telling niggas that, you know, you know, it's kind of, I guess in, in the hood, niggas will send young niggas on store runs to go get shit for the older niggas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just what it is. And now he you know, pretty much is calling niggas you know his young niggas. You know, exactly. like don't don't try to take take you know the top spot because he's still here and he's still providing this shit and proving it. Like it's not just it's not just a song that he's doing because he's old. He's actually proving that he's a still top dog in rap. Yep. Now he's out here. He's still putting out fresh shit. He's he's getting accolades and all this other shit. He's a, he's more of a boss now, making bigger moves every year. So yeah, nah, like he definitely deserves to send niggas on store runs. For sure. <laughs> Uh, this is a really old soul sample i would really i i meant to look it up earlier but i got a little busy to see if i could find out what it was i would i'm going to do that later because i love that sample so much um like i said he's on it like you said he's on his best story shit on this joint he paints a great picture about basically you know when he was younger growing up in new york and niggas was sending him on store runs and you know mm-hmm. he was doing all that shit too so he's like yeah i'm about to like you said i'm about to treat y'all niggas like my little niggas go ahead handle yep. that for me real fast for again sure. just another story on this joint. i mean there's at least like two or three other story tracks on this joint. that's just what really Nas is 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 one of his best joints like i said and i'm here for every single fucking one of them Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Definitely a hot joint. All right. Uh, number eight is called uh, Moments. And I love this beat. It's fucking amazing. Um, yes. This looks, for him, it's looking back on decisions that he previously made, changing shit currently. 
basically i think this is the perfect uh beat for a subject like this like it's it's just so simple it's very to the point uh he doesn't switch up his rhyme style too much on this joint so that can be a negative for some people but in certain contexts like this one i think that's perfectly fine to do not to have to do too much up on the switch up on your rhyme style when you're really basically just like telling a story getting a point across blah 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 like just get it out there you don't need to always switch up way too much and be crazy with your delivery no i agree 100 percent um this is actually one of my favorite joints on this joint um you know when he says uh moments you can't relive i feel like that's such a true feeling that you know we've all felt to some degree you know in our lives it's just these vicious ass moments that like you know first time you do certain things first time whatever or or even I don't know just a time that is just like real special in your life it's just moments that you can't relive and he he names a couple joints out like having his first kid um i think he says still being a virgin mm -hmm. and just a whole bunch of he just references that idea of you know that that part of life and, and i feel like that's a really vicious thing to, as a rapper as an mc to bring up that that subject like yo like appreciate this kind of uh times because yeah. there's Sometimes you won't ever feel that feeling ever again or whatever. So I, I feel like that's that's kind of what I got from this joint. And yeah, I guess as as I'm getting older, this is definitely something that I can relate to right now. So And it kind it kind of goes on to like something I, I randomly think about is I always think, okay, the kids these days, they're not as tough as we were. They they didn't do shit like we were like, you know, like my one of my best friends, his son goes went to third grade this year. Like by this age, when I was his age, I was already coming home from school, you know, straight from school to do homework, take care of the house, do all type of stuff, you know. Yeah. So sure. it's just like, but it's like, I look at it as like, this song is like, you know, like when you have kids, it made me think like when I have kids, like, you know, why would you want to do that to them? Let them have their childhood for as long as they can. Yeah. Because you, as you know, having to grow up too early means that you missed mm -hmm. a lot of fucking childhood. So I think that's a, this is a really good song. I think it's like low key. Just like a yeah, reminder sure. to appreciate everything or to like and to also to let your to be different not let your situation become your kid's situation i guess you know i mean yeah. that's just kind of how i took it I, I guess i don't know yeah no me too me too yeah no for sure for sure and, and again that, that's the great thing about Nas and his ability to to just you know tell a story and just get a message across at the same time so i feel like this this joint is definitely a good good job at that exactly but let's go on to uh number nine which features the also elusive uh miss lauren hill yeah um, and it's funny because she even makes a reference to it on this on this song and it, <laughs> her response was pretty fucking funny to me because it's like i don't know she pretty much didn't really say sorry about it at all there was no apology for it she's like y'all no. trying to make fun of me when i'm late nigga. i'm out here trying to save souls fuck your thoughts yeah i was like yeah. yo i mean I was, that's a gangster way to look at it i'm yeah, sure <laughs> sure you know it, hey by all means right but yeah i thought that was real dope um but um but yeah but overall i think it's a dope joint pretty much just uh talking about i guess them wanting to be nobody and and not have to be who they are essentially and it mm -hmm. kind of talks about what it takes essentially to be lauren hill what it takes to be Nas or whatever and mm -hmm. i thought this was a very interesting song i think both mcs killed it the beat was a perfect beat for this kind of song i felt it felt like an old school kind of beat as well mm -hmm. um yeah the genre was just really dope all right i mean i really can't say much more than that like you said the beat was just simplistically beautiful yeah uh they both go off on this joint like you said lauren goes her little jabbing about motherfucker saying she's late mm -hmm. um i really did like uh lauren humming over Nas's uh chorus on uh, verses at the beginning yep. 
Uh, it was very. It wasn't like overly done. And I want to say Lauren Hill. She said. She said the world you made is the one. The world you make is the one you're left with. Nigga, that's a bar. Hell yeah. That's a she bar. Still got it. And she that's still got that's it. deep. And y'all need to think about that. Think about that. The Tracks. world you make is the one you be, left yeah. with. Yep. That's a bar. Nah, that's and again, you know, it I feel like, you know, iron sharpens iron as they say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And both of these two are have been known as to be one of the better MCs just in the history of rap. You know exactly. what I mean? Both of these both of these are rappers. So I feel like it was real dope to hear that. I don't know if no, did they well they definitely had done had they had they done uh songs before both of them rap on the same joint? Uh, just, just uh, rule the world like when I rule yeah. the world. But she didn't really yeah. rap on it. She just kind of sang. That's what I'm saying. Like, but she, she's never, they've never rapped Mm-mm. together. Not that I can think of, no. Yeah, nah. But so, this one was dope, man. I, I thought it was, it was necessary for sure. For sure. And um, yeah, it, it was, it was good. It was good to hear for sure. Bet. Dope joint for sure. Uh, you want to go? We're gonna go ahead and do the DraftKings jump. All right, bet. All right. Let me know when you got it out. I got it. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break right here uh, and talk about our new uh, one of our, sp- our a sponsor that we are lucky to, to link up with, DraftKings. Yes, um, and it is Christmas time. Uh, it's Christmas week, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, has a gift that will certainly put you all in the holiday spirit. Any new customers, you can just put in $5 on any NBA team and win 150 in free bets if they're victorious. Uh, it's a great way to put some extra jingle in your pocket, man. Uh, mm. so, but you got to know sports booking. It's not available everywhere. Uh, but, yep. you know, your Christmas can still be merry. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball hey. Contest. So go ahead and uh, if you want to be a new customer, get a free shot at millions of dollars. Why not? Ooh. Why not? Go Nigga, do it, dog. Do cool. it. I uh, We're going to need y'all to download the DraftKings Sports app. Right now, using our promo code Hip Hop Heads, and if you bet just five dollars on any NBA team, you'll win a hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they're victorious. All right, and our promo code is Hip Hop Heads this Christmas week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official spets betting partner of the NBA, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indianapolis, and Pennsylvania only. Uh, new customers only, a minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. Please see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have any gambling problems or issues, or if you know anybody who does, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R. Yerp, yerp. Now we're going to slide back into this uh, yep. album review. Back to Nas. And we're gonna start off with. And thank y'all, draft, thank y'all, DraftKings. Yes, so. yes, thank you, DraftKings. Uh, hold on one second. Okay, yeah, we're gonna start off with uh, number ten, sliding back into here with uh, "No Phony Love" featuring Charlie Wilson. Now, whenever I hear Charlie Wilson, I just hear like an old school ass nigga, and it always seems like a very old school ass song, no matter what the beat sound like. Yeah. Uh, but Charlie yeah. still sounds good. I gotta give it to him because Charlie, Charlie been around since at least like the seventies, I think. Um, I love really? the fact. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I love the fact that he's yeah, got he a really, sh- yeah, he, he got a really short chorus. Just, um, one of the songs for the ladies on this album, I think there's like there's one at least one other one. Uh, yeah, like brunch on Sunday, pretty much with the next one. But, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's um, proven to the chick that you know he's not chicken for anybody else but her. Um, you know, mm-hmm. no phony love, just like he says. You know, just 
it's a good song not the best song on the album but it's definitely the the lyrical the lyrics on that song of course make up for you know let me no let me tell you so to me as somebody who loves sample type beats <laughs> this beat right here is fucking amazing i love it i thought what he did over the drum was vicious i think it, this is the kind of you know hip-hop-esque you know girl type song you make mm -hmm. that's not corny yep and this is how you make a joint that isn't corny you know what i mean and uh in 2021 and i feel like it's vicious amazing instrumental by uh by, by hit boy so um yeah i think they both did their thing on this joint dope song all the way through for sure for sure so let's go on to number 11 which is uh brunch on sundays featuring blast now i thought this joint was really dope i thought it had a very like a it sounded like you know like a sunday like on some chill shit you know what i mean like the beat kind of just had that feel to it i feel like uh blast on the hook he his voice was definitely very smooth and it yes. kind of just had that feeling of what they were talking about which is brunch on sundays and i feel like uh one of one of the lines that he that he says during the hook is uh sunday to sunday making it sunday to sunday now that's deep and i feel like i guess just living from sunday to sunday is enough of a reason to celebrate and, and again you know with what we're going through right now not just true you know with covid but you know shit's getting crazy a lot of violence yeah. all over the world and shit like that i feel like you know it's, it's it's a it's a real actually it's a real deep song in a lot of ways you know when you think about that part but um i think both both artists did a thing on here i think blast really did his thing i thought him saying the greatest ever or the greatest with the next best or something like that whatever he said just sounded real smooth and, and real slick and i thought that one was dope i agree with you um blast had this really really good harmonization with himself that was just really 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 good you don't hear that in a lot of singers period especially not not now i, I again i don't think it's i think it's far from the best song on the album but it's still lyrically good uh yeah, and it's just like i love the fucking shout out for chocolate city baby dc oh yeah yeah <laughs> i mean look if you're gonna have a song called uh brunch you're gonna have to shout out dc because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure we're the originators when it comes to that shit. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and they also shouted out Howard University, so you know, got to yeah. shout out the HBCU in town. Hey, I'm look. I'm gonna need y'all rappers to start mentioning other HBCU joints if there is other joints in the area because I feel like Howard is like the go-to joint. Like you, you could have got away with that in the '90s. You know what I mean? I think at this point, everybody knows. You know, I mean? y'all gonna um, have to y'all gonna have to switch it up. Bro. I'm pretty sure that it, Howard is the only HBCU in the district. That's fucked up. It's not the only one in the area, but I'm pretty sure it's the only one in the district. The fact that it's called Chocolate City mm -hmm. and there's only one HBCU in the mm -hmm. joint. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. yeah. Although I know HBCU is minority is is majority minority uh, African American, but I don't know if it's considered an HBCU. Mm, okay, okay. But it could be. You know, I never know. I I don't know how those classify. But either yeah, way, yeah. Facts. Shout facts. out, either shout way, out, for shout out, uh, nope. DC. Dope, dope reference, definitely yep. for the city all around. We we love a good a good DC shout out in the song for sure. And and thanks to my man Chris for letting me know that that man's name is Blast because I was like, is it Blixt? Or hey, another old another nigga moment. That I'm, <laughs> as I was reading that, all I was like, thank God this nigga did not have to read it and pronounce this nigga's name all the way wrong. Cause yo, it'd be like third strike for me today, dude. <laughs> nah, Blast is actually this dude from uh from the West Coast. He's from LA. Or I don't know from yeah I think from LA. Okay. Um, and he's he's really dope. He's like an up and coming uh, uh, California rapper. He's he's really dope. 
Okay, bet, bet. So that was a good little that good little collab right there. Yeah. At first, I thought it was um, uh, what's it called? Uh, trade. Uh, I'm about to call him Trade Dollar Sign. What's his name? Ty Dollar Sign. <laughs> <laughs> Ty Dollar. Come on now. <laughs> call that nigga Trade. Hey, Trade Dollar Sign. Something better. Trade I'm sorry. Dollar Sign. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it, man. Uh, let's go on to number twelve. Count me in. I thought this was a really, really, really solid song. Yes. Death Smack in the middle of the album. The beat is vicious. The beat like kind of has like a little switch up from, you know, the 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 part with a hook, which is pretty much just him saying count me in. Mm-hmm. But it just, the, the little bass in the background or, or whatever that is in the background that's kind of playing just sounds vicious to me. I thought overall vicious song is one of my favorite songs on this one. And I feel like it's like one of them hidden type of joints to me it's like a like a deep cut but a vicious deep cut true true and one thing that i love about this song is that it's not like it's not like a it's it's a lyrical song but it's not like too much to have to decipher out of it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's just like a very straight to the point song and i I found myself listening to it like three times in a row trying to like really really deconstruct it and then i'm like Nigga, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> it's just yep. a good track. It's not like is he's not really reaching for anything deeper. It's just what it is. Great song, fucking great uh, sample on the beat. Um, it isn't like a kind of like a keep your head up style of track. Like that's the only thing I could really kind of compare it to. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I thought the chorus was a tad long, like uh, for this joint. But I still thought it was a dope chorus. So good song. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I definitely fuck with the joint, and I thought it was, I thought it was a good song. The, it could have been a, a filler track, but it wasn't a filler track. It's one of those kind of joints. Exactly, I mean? like it's, it's good enough that it definitely didn't need to be. It's not you can not consider it a filler track. Right, that's a fact. That's a fact. And uh, let me see, number thirteen, uh, composure featuring Hit Boy. I have to say, I think this is one of my favorite songs on the tr- on the album. Me too. Um, yep. Like Hit Boy, I was not aware that Hit Boy was also a rapper. <laughs> and not not only a rapper, but apparently a, a pretty good rapper because he killed his. Joint. I'm telling you, <laughs> that joint was. Nigga, how the fuck are you just gonna come out of nowhere and all we know you for is producing vicious beats and now, nigga, are you? Do you think you Kanye West out of here? You know, coming Bruh. out here. Again, I this is the okay. second time on this album where I've just been like, the fuck was that? Like, who, wait, yeah. wait, what, what? Again. Yeah. Great job, hit boy. Like again, you yeah, you came out with your best Kanye West on this. Just don't follow that same plan. Yeah, nigga. Nah, for sure, um, for sure. And very, very interesting, very awesome sample on this track. Oh yeah, awesome. Um, and of course, you know Nas takes a turn, uh, takes us back through some back in the day shit. Uh, I love the message um, at the end that plays. Uh, yeah. I wish I, I wish I could I wish I knew what they of course if I look it up I'll probably find it but whatever it is that they sampled that from perfect it was the oh, perfect yeah. way to close out this song like that just For whole sure. message that whole message is just like two minutes almost two minutes of words to live by hell yeah and and as somebody who just kind of you know went through you know just you know school and shit like that listening to this song this is like one of them joints that definitely either whatever you're going through or if you're just in the gym you know you want the extra motivation mm-hmm. to keep going exactly. and keep, keep your yep. composure yep. and like he says keep your composure everywhere not just you know in the studio not just in the streets but everywhere just in life keep your composure and yeah just he goes into a lot of you know other you know pretty much you know just going into how lucky you are to be here and and whatever and, and that you're you know our ancestors you know or, or you know 
where you know we we live we come from our ancestors who was like you know strong and powerful and, exactly. and, and you know went through a lot of shit you know so um i thought this joint was really dope like you said one of my favorite joints on here hit boy killed the joint both on the production and on the rapping yep. i feel like in all honesty I might even tell you I like Hit Boy's verse a little bit better than Nas, which is crazy. Hey. But, but nonetheless, overall, vicious song. Um, in my opinion, one, one if not the best song on the album. I, exactly, I definitely agree on that. I think it probably, it definitely is a front runner for best track on the album. I'm not gonna. Lie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But let's go on to uh, number fourteen, the second to last track on the album. And it's uh, My Bible. And again, this is Nas going back into his kind of like storytelling bag, if you will, on this joint. I thought this joint was dope. Um, at first, I wasn't sure what to expect with the joint, but he definitely tackles, you know, a lot of different subjects on this joint from, uh, you know, women and them not being treated uh, as they should. Mm -hmm. And, you know, them being obviously a very uh, key and pivotal part to just society and life obviously life comes from women and shit so um yeah i, I thought he definitely tackled a lot of uh, different um different uh, subjects in life and i thought i thought it was a good song i agree with you um again the sample vicious on this joint hit boy did his thing all the way up and down this fucking album again a message like you said it's just you know messages to look out who you surround yourself with for uh respect for women uh don't compare your don't compromise yourself for money mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know it's um I love that there is not really a chorus. It's just like a slight break in the song, yep. <clears throat> and it's 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 honestly I think that, again that's best when you're just trying to get that 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 message across or that story across as best as you can. There's no need to muddy it with a chorus all the time. Right, I agree. And I so agree. like I agree with you. This is again this is another contender for one of the best songs on the on the album for me. Yeah, no, nah, this is definitely a dope joint. Finish strong, and again, uh, you know, finishing the album strong all together, I feel like is, is a good job doing that. Exactly. Sure. And speaking about finishing the album strong, number 15, the last track is Nas is Good. Again, another strong finishing song. Oh, it yeah. just reminiscing with a great beat over mm -hmm. how life has great changed beat. for him. Uh, yep. And it's just, again, him telling stories about how, you know, he's come up learning to appreciate and to live better and be good and and just you know have your shit together so i think it's a really really good way to end to 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 end the jump overall i think this was a like a really really positive album and i feel oh, yeah. like you really do get positive albums no matter what the subject matter is when it comes to nas because technically this is the third nas album that you've done because remember we did distant relatives with him and damian oh Martin. yeah yeah you're right you're right you're so well right. if you if you see the common thread is that a lot nas's albums are pretty positive he may have some dark shit in there yeah but they're yeah. overall always on a positive tip and this no, album this album does that completely well. And again, it's one of the most reminiscent albums I've ever heard from Nas, and I have not a problem with it. So No, nah, and honestly, right, I feel like this is one of the things that I wanna say I heard Joe Budden say on this podcast, mm -hmm. which is that he loves when uh like our favorite rappers age gracefully in rap. Yes. You know what I mean? And I feel like Nas, bruh, he got a Hennessy deal. Mm -hmm. He he's dated a rack of R and B joints on the low and not so on the low. Yep. You know he's still he's still out here macking and shit. You know what I mean? And he's still releasing fire. He's yep. still winning Grammys. Yep. He won a Grammy for the last joint, right? Yep. Yep. He won a Grammy for the last joint. He's winning Grammys, bro, and he's probably near fifty, I would assume. 
and it took him until the end of like to, I don't even want to say the end of his career because I you know knock on wood because it's I don't want to jinx the man but mm. it took until much later in his career to even be considered for Grammys and he's had Grammy worthy material before so mm-hmm. it's just kind of crazy like you know the over the oversight of hip hop and, and the Grammys but you know what that's a whole other show <laughs> we could talk yeah, about some sure. shit like that for sure but um, for sure it's funny because you know again like you say <coughs> excuse me uh, Illmatic. I think at the very least considered at the very least one of the best, like, you know, like if you want to show somebody hip hop, you're probably going to show the Illmatic is what is going to be one of the albums. Yeah, for sure. Like somebody who's never heard of hip hop, you're probably going to at least show them <coughs> a song or two from Illmatic. Yep. And, and um, it's just crazy that it didn't win Grammy or whatever. Yeah, it really is. But I mean, you know, there's always been, it's one of the curses of hip hop in the Grammy Awards is we always have albums that deserve to be the winner that are nominated but never win. Because remember, yeah. I, I, f- I think Kendrick Lamar lost it out to like Macklemore oh, yeah. that one year, yeah. and everybody flipped the fuck out. So you know, that's crazy. But that's any- crazy still to this day. I know it really is. It really is. But uh, what are your overall thoughts of this album? Look, man, I'm just happy that uh, this was one of the joints that you picked because I feel like it was a very uh, easy listen, especially because of how enjoyful or enjoying it is to just be able to listen to the production and the lyrical uh, ability from Nas on this joint, mm-hmm. um, Hit Boy on the production. So overall, I thought it was a really good album. Um, I I don't see why this isn't a contender for another Grammy this year. You know what I mean? If we're being honest, mm-hmm. I, I think it was a really solid album. I, I think there's very few skippable skippable uh, material on here if any really um and overall i just great i think hit boy is on an incredible run yes he's done a couple out just exclusively him producing albums mm-hmm. uh in the last two three years and i i think he's the producer of the la- of the last couple years um, like he's winning awards he's winning grammys yeah exactly exactly so i think it's hard to argue against that um and not only that, but it's one thing to just win a Grammy, right? But it's another thing to have the consensus of hip hop rocking with you. Yep. The to culture the validation, with you. the validation of the culture. Yep. Exactly. Validation of the culture and also validation of the white folks, of the mainstream or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. exactly. that means that's where the bag is, obviously. Exactly. So I'm glad that, you know, he's able to obviously, you know, get his bag with that as well. But um, definitely, I thought this was a really good album all the way through. Um, if I'm going to give it a score, I'm probably going to give it a 9 out of 10. Um, I thought it was, again, one of the better albums we've been in a long time. Enjoyed it all the way through. And again, it's just an easy listen, man. A simple, it's like a, a more mature Nas that kind of takes a couple dives here and there for what's going on right now, but he still keeps it to his core Nas, and that's that's what I appreciate. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to give it a 10 out of 10, Doug. The elusive 10 out of 10. Hey. Um, I thought, like you said, very well, all the way, re- well-rounded album from the beats to the lyrics to the guests yeah. um i mean sure. this this album is just great i think anybody could rock with it some of these songs yeah. i think are songs that need to be out in the lexicon of music more for sure, for sure. uh especially nobody compromise my bible like i think these songs really really need to be i think out. you mean composure no composure no composure oh yeah no composure my bad uh, yeah, I just got composure. Oh, composure. I don't know what I'm. Just, I'm trying to speak. I'm trying to read and flip through shit real fast. That's nah, I feel you. so composure and my Bible 
definitely need to be out in the lexicon of hip hop. Uh, sure. And For people sure. need to know them more. Honestly, I think moments should be out there too. So yep. um, I yeah, I think that this is just shit. it's a great fucking album. Like there's you don't have to skip shit on this album. Nope. So all like, the way through. It's, again, it's it's one of them joints that honestly, if you if you having like a car ride, like like. If you have a car ride that's at least like an hour and some change long, if you're on a road trip type joint, this is definitely a, a great album just to listen all the way through. Yeah. It's, it's one of them joints because it, it really is, keeps you entertained. It's great music, great production, great bars, lyricism, all that shit. So, Completely agree. All the way through. All right, well, thank you everybody for sitting through it, uh, this album review for King's Disease 2 by Nas. Listen to us to uh, sure. jammer on about a bunch of shit, different shit. Um, uh, but at this time, we are back to giving suggestions to y'all. We know we like to give y'all a little something to check out, no matter hey. what format it's in. So, sir, did you have anything that you'd like to use for your suggestions today? Listen, man, we haven't done it in a while. Um, but now, you know, because at least me personally, I have a little bit more free time. I've been watching a little bit more TV. As a matter of fact, that's all I've done for the last three days, if I'm going to be completely and honest with you. I y'all. don't blame you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been chilling, my nigga. So I'm going to recommend y'all something that actually I've really liked. I'm two-thirds of the way done with it because I think it's a three-episode miniseries, and it's on HBO Max. It's called Station Eleven. Hmm. Um, it, it refers – it's pretty much about – a mysterious infectious virus that ends up destroying most of humanity oh, ironically shit. enough okay it's actually no no bullshit it's Outbreak. now to be <laughs> to, to to be fair and to not you know trick anybody into watching thinking that that's what all of it is about that's just the premise of the show uh and then it kind of goes into survival and after that kind of shit but it's a really good show okay um it's three episodes long it's one of them shows that be going back and forth. Like, I don't know. Some people have issues with that because they get confused about what's going on. Oh, okay. But that just, that, that just tells me that y'all got a, too short of an attention span. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I don't know. I don't but y'all don't be y'all. watching but TV shows, so. Exactly. Y'all, y'all be watching 30-second TikToks and shit like that. Because so. I'm telling you, some of the best so, TV shows is some shit that happened, like, at the beginning of the series that you don't see again until, like, 10 episodes yep. later. <laughs> yep. And it turns and out to be a pivotal plot. <laughs> and then... And then when motherfuckers is watching it, they'll be watching it like, and then, you know, scrolling through Instagram and Twitter at the same time, mm-hmm. they miss that part. Mm-hmm. And when that shit happens, they have absolutely no idea what the fuck is going on. Exactly. And they'd be like, but I watched it. Well, obviously you wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So this is definitely one of those shows that you want to make sure you pay attention from beginning to end because it does a lot of jumping around in time and, you know, timelines and whatever the fuck. But it's a really well done show. Definitely watch it. Uh, Station Eleven on HBO Max. All right. And for me, I got a TV show for y'all. And y'all know me. I I live for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. And the new Disney Plus show Hawkeye actually just mm-hmm. finished. The sixth episode just posted today. Um, and the show is actually really fucking good for people that shoot bows and arrows. And I'm talking about this is probably I think it's like the sixth or the seventh Marvel show that's come out so far in the uh, last couple of years. Up there on the list above quite a few of them. Really? This, yeah, it ended up being so much better than I thought. And I'm not even talking just the action. I'm talking about like the actual plots, the characters, the motivations, right. the surprises. Like it all just ended up being really and the fact 
that Hawkeye is so petty and says the like just the, the shadiest pettiest comments. I love it. I and it's, it's so many petty moments that just brought me joy. <laughs> like I just love it. So check out you know, Hawkeye. You know, um, it's funny you say that because uh, you, you know you were saying like who would have thought a show with people shooting bow and arrows or whatever. Yeah. But but I learned through watching fucking animes. First of all, there's animes about literally everything, which True. blew my mind. Yes. And pretty much that there's animes like about cooking yes. that have like vicious storylines mm-hmm. that niggas be like, yo, I gotta watch that joint. Or it's like Cooking Wars or some shit like yep, that. Yep. Yep. Something like that. I've never seen it, but I've seen the commercials for it. Uh-huh. And it's like people eat the food and it's like they just orgasm and shit. I'm like, yo, what is going yeah, on? It's crazy, dog. So I feel you. I mean, again, that, that just goes to show like I was watching this anime of this kid who becomes a boxer. It's like the most cliche story, but the writing is vicious on it and they like really stick to how boxing really is in real life. So I think, you know, that kind of just shows that I guess even with regular shows, as long as the writing is good and solid and there's a good reasoning for why motherfuckers is wilding on this shit, <laughs> niggas gonna enjoy it, bro. Basically, basically. And that's all there is to it. Make it and yep. they will come and watch it, right? That's a fact. So <laughs> Definitely watch Hawkeye and watch uh, Station Eleven, man. Yes, sir. Definitely. Yes, sir. All right. Well, is there any other uh, any other tips or p- points of genius that you'd like to share with the, with the audience today, sir? Look, man, I'm gonna keep it very short and simple for those of y'all to celebrate Christmas. Y'all have a merry Christmas. Y'all already know what it is from our H Cube Hip Hop Heads family yes, sir. to y'all and to your family definitely thank y'all for tuning in um we hope to have this out uh probably before christmas I would yes assume. i'm gonna have it out before christmas i definitely so definitely hope you know when when y'all you know when, you, when your kids is opening the toys that you got them incorrectly you know and you're hopefully listening to this to make shit feel a little bit better drown them you out know, from crying Shout out the crying and shit. We want to say Merry Christmas. Yes. We also want to say that the mall is open tomorrow. So you can go exchange all that shit. <laughs> all right. So definitely thank y'all for tuning in, yes. man. Merry Christmas from our families. Y'all. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Uh, Feliz Natal. However, whoever, however you say it, where you're from. Uh, also, happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends and listeners. Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa to our, our African and celebrating friends and listeners. And whatever else that you celebrate, winter solstice, whatever the fuck else it happens to be. Shit, what is it, the jump that they did from... Uh, I don't even remember what it is. It's the complaining one that they came from Seinfeld. I just, it's like the day of grievances. I, I, they say what? it every year, but I wish I could remember what it was called. <laughs> but either way, if you celebrate look, that... look that shit up. If you celebrate that mess... Merry holidays, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever nice. how you say it uh, to you. And uh, y'all know where y'all can find us because I know I ain't done this in a couple episodes. Y'all can find us for your listening <laughs> pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And you can go to Facebook.com and search Hip Hop Podcast and you will find us there. Yes, sir. And, uh, like I like to say at the end of every episode, if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can. If you can't do that, at least make your mama proud. And if you can't do that, at least use the motherfucking turn signals. And if you can't do that, graduate cum laude from the University of fucking Maryland. Gang, gang. Out. <laughs> out. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.